0: Well, good morning. Thank you for braving the storms and being with us today. I'm just, I mean, it's been raining a little bit. Hadn't been in quite the storms it was going to be. Is it going to rain some more? All right. That's your weather report brought to you by Golden Corner Church here. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, I am very excited this morning because. We are right on the brink of celebrating something awesome. We are right on the brink of celebrating Easter. Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, took the death that was meant for us, took it upon himself and died on the cross and three days later proved he is who he said he was and rose again. Right? Y'all are excited about that too, I can tell. Yes, come on. It's the greatest thing ever. But I don't get to talk about that at all because that's Ronnie and, you know, he gets to do whatever he wants to do. (laughs) But today is special as well. Today is a special day. Can anyone tell me what today is? Spring break, that's right. What's today? Palm Palm Sunday. Thank you very much. Raise your hand if you've ever heard the Palm Sunday story. All right, most of you. All right, let's just go ahead and pack it up. Go home uh actually recently just a couple of few weeks ago i read the palm sunday story um and ronnie and i were talking about it this past week ronnie and i were just sitting in the office just talking about the palm sunday story and i got to tell him all these things that were kind of coming out at me and this thought occurred to us and man I, I we got it i mean it was like god was in the room with us and i got so excited and started talking to him he said man i, I think you got to preach that he said i think you got to i think you got to talk to the church about this And so that's what we're going to do today. Is we're going to take a look at that story again. And I want to uh, actually be out of Luke chapter nineteen. If you want to read along, I'm going to tell the story, uh, but I'm going to tell you the Palm Sunday story today. Let me give you a little bit of uh, background first. Okay, you ready? Everybody, shake your heads. Yes, y'all know I like to know that I'm not alone. Jesus has been traveling in his ministry for the last three and a, three and a half years. His following had, had grown immensely. The crowd and the stories surrounding Jesus had, had basically exploded into the countryside, in and around the Sea of Galilee, into Jerusalem. Everybody knew about Jesus, okay? Everybody was talking about Jesus. Now, opinions varied about Jesus, though. Uh, some people said uh, that he was a great teacher. Others said that he was a prophet or the return of a prophet. Some said he was sent by God to remove the Roman rule of, uh, over Jerusalem at the time. Some said he was going to be the new king of the Jews. Uh, some, and I believe the people who had heard him first person, had first person accounts, had heard him teach or saw him perform miracles, those said he was a messiah. There was another group of people, the Pharisees and the religious leaders at the time, they called him a heretic, a blasphemer, a fraud, a criminal. Nevertheless, Jesus was well known, okay? The mystery and the excitement that surrounded Jesus was incredible. Now, it comes time for the Passover celebration, and that's the celebration where they're celebrating God's rescue of the Israelites from Egyptian bondage, okay? and uh so it's a it's a a jewish they're going to come together and celebrate that and so the crowds had kind of descended upon uh jerusalem and uh they're all going to celebrate the passover it was at this time where we're going to pick up in the story because jesus is also returning to jerusalem because he too is going to celebrate the passover it's going to change a little bit it's going to become something a little different but unbeknownst to the crowds jesus is going back to jerusalem and unbeknownst to his disciples and his family and his friends and all of those crowds, they had no idea what he was coming for, but we know what he was coming for, ain't that right? But Ronnie's going to talk to you about that next week. (sighs) I just want to do that, you know? Sorry. This is an important day too. In verse 28 is where we're going to start. After telling this story, Jesus went on toward Jerusalem, walking ahead of his disciples. As uh, As he came to the towns of Bethphage, And yes, that's pretty close to the pronunciation. I didn't want to say, I looked it up. I didn't want to say Bethphage in front of y'all. I thought that would be, y'all would judge me. And Bethany on, (laughs) I'm sorry, on the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples ahead. He said, go into the village over there, he told them. As you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden it. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks why you're untying the colt, just say, what does it say? The Lord needs it. Okay, now let's stop for a second because it's easy, see, to just read this story and just breeze over what Jesus just asked these two guys to do, okay? He just asked these two guys, two disciples, to go to a village in which they are strangers, most likely. To find a donkey colt tied to a hitching rail and just walk up, untie it, and start walking off with it. And if anyone asks you, what are you supposed to say? Oh, the Lord needs it. That's called horse thievery, ladies and gentlemen. In John Wayne and Clint Eastwood movies, that gets you. That'd be a hanging offense. All right. I mean, that's what it is. So he just asked them to do that. I, was, I mean, y'all, we just act like that's no big deal. because like, it's just easy breezy, you know. But I'm just telling you, that's what. Has anyone ever stolen a horse in here? Or, like I like to call it, borrowed one with the complete intentions of bringing it back. Nobody, okay. We'll uh, we'll get rid of that story. (laughs) Sermon's getting shorter, guys. I have to say it sounds like a bad idea. First off, it's just, if anything, it's going to be an awkward situation. But nevertheless, the disciples comply. I mean, after all, they had been with Jesus for quite some time. They had had stranger requests from Jesus. But can't you just see them as they walk into the village? They walk in this town. Can't you just hear the argument on the way there? All right. When we get there, you you go up. You untie the colt if we find it. Okay. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to untie that colt. You do it. You're the oldest. No, you. He was looking at you when he said it. I felt like he was looking at us. Well, you're going to keep lookout. Yeah, I'll keep lookout. Like that's what I feel like happened. You know what I mean? Rock, paper, scissors for it. That's how we used to settle all disagreements. <laughs> They get there, can't you just see one of the whichever disciple, poor disciple had to untie it? it just like act natural. This is my coat. Hey Billy, how you doing? Good to see you. Yeah, this is my donkey Billy. Goes untie and it, goes walking off. All of a sudden he hears, hey. <laughs> yeah. Hey. What are you what are you doing with that coat? Lord needs it. I mean, listen to this story. You just read through this and you don't think about it. Lord needs it. Now, I don't know why. I have no idea why. I mean, maybe they recognized these guys as Jesus' disciples, or maybe they had heard that Jesus was nearby, or maybe they just thought that if this guy was willing to use the Lord as an excuse to steal a donkey, that the Lord would take care of him. I don't know. But for some reason, they went... All right, well, have a good day. And he just walked off with the donkey. See, that's why I tell the stories. Verse 34, they replied, the Lord needs it. And they continued on. They took the colt back to Jesus and placed some garments across the donkey's back. And Jesus hops on. Apparently, there was no breaking necessary because immediately Jesus began riding along, headed towards Jerusalem. Let's read the rest with me, if you don't mind. Uh, Verse 36. As he rode along, the crowd spread out their garments on the road ahead of him. When When he reached the place where the road started down Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen him perform. Verse 38. This is what they said. Blessings on the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven. And glory in highest heaven. They were singing and praising him. Now there, I told you the crowd was very diverse. And in verse 39 it says, But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, Teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. Jesus said, If they kept quiet today, the stones along the road, would burst into cheers. This is an important day too. Take that, Ronnie. <laughs> when I read this story just a few weeks ago, it, it, it kind of boiled something up inside of me. I, all of a sudden, I found myself thinking about all the things I wanted, how I wanted treat Jesus, how I wanted him in my life, how I wanted to welcome him, how I wanted to hold him. And so Ronnie and I were sitting in that office the other day and we're talking and I'm, man, I'm just spilling this out to us and this thought all of a sudden just came to us and we started talking and started going. And this is what it is. I want to be the donkey. So you just said mission accomplished him. That's exactly what you are. Um, That's not what I'm talking about, but thanks. Reading this story, I couldn't help but see something in the most unlikely character. I could see who I want to be in this four-legged creature. As I read this story, I couldn't help but recognize the similarities in what I want my story to be and in the story of this little old donkey. It's not by accident that we are introduced to this donkey. The donkey isn't a stage prop, okay? I said, we read these stories a lot of times, we just glaze over. This donkey is not just, a, it's just, just a, a bystander in this story. First of all, the donkey is the fulfillment of prophecy, but we'll get to that in just a minute. But I believe without a shadow of a doubt that this donkey is a real life lesson for us. Are you interested in knowing why? I have six reasons and unlike Ronnie I'm going to just do six if you remember last week he did six then he did six more (laughs) I just got six six reasons I want to be the donkey number one I want to be untied and the story says as you enter the village you will see the donkey tied there untie and bring it where We will see a donkey tied there. The donkey was tied to a spot. It wasn't moving. It wasn't being used. It was held back, subdued because of its tether. This donkey was completely restrained from taking a single step. When I realized that the other day, I couldn't help but see the similarities in my life. I can't help but think of the times where something has held me back and kept me from moving forward. I can think of plenty of times where I have allowed something to tie me down, to render me immobile, immovable, stopped. I can think of countless times in my life where I was supposed to be over there and instead I was tied right here. I've had my share of leashes in my life. I've had them. Selfishness its doing what I want to do, being where I want to be, looking out for number one. I can't tell you the number of times that that, that my selfishness has been the rope holding me down and preventing me from being where I was supposed to be or doing what I was supposed to do. My own pride, my own doubts and fear, I'm telling you, I have been tied down in my life by my doubts and fear. Past mistakes, sin, and the guilt that comes from it more than once in my life has rendered me immovable. Some past woundedness or distraction, time and time again, I have found myself tied down and the list of things that have done it is long. I want to be the donkey. I want to be released I want to be untied I want to be set free I want to live my life with no inhibitions No fear, no dread, no worry, no doubt I want Jesus to come and cut me loose From all that stuff And point me in his direction Where I can begin taking the steps I was born to take Are you still with me? That's what I want I want to be untied Number two I want to belong to Jesus. There's a little piece in this story where it says that no one has ever ridden, this, this donkey had never been ridden by another human being. The story stresses that this donkey had never been trained, it was untamed, it was unbroken. But when we read the story, we see what did the donkey do? Donkey got to Jesus, donkey stood there, Jesus got on his back. The donkey was a willing participant. He willingly went to Jesus. He willingly let Jesus sit upon his back with no fight and no breaking necessary. Come on now. You hear me? We used to have this old white mule named Cadillac. He bucked every time I got on him. I mean, and he was broke. This donkey just went with it. And don't say something about my weight. That ain't what it was. I was young then. The donkey wanted to belong to Jesus, plain and simple. Once I've been untied, I want to get to Jesus, and I want to belong to him and him alone. I don't want other masters. I don't want to fight him. I want Jesus to become my sole proprietor. I want him alone to direct my path and guide me. I want to trust him. I want to belong to him. But unlike the donkey, in my life I have had my share of masters. I have had things that I've listened to. I have had things that commanded my life. Money, popularity, ambition, the culture that we live in today. I have been ruled by all of those things at one time or another. But I want to be like the donkey. I want one master. In Matthew chapter 6, it says that no one can serve two masters. I want one. I want it to be Jesus. Are you hearing me? I want to belong to Jesus. I want to be the donkey. Number three, I want to be used by Jesus. Verse 31, it says, if anyone asks, why are you untying that colt, Just say, what? The Lord needs it. Now, you're asking yourself, why did Jesus need this colt?" And that's a valid question. I'm glad you asked it. Couldn't Jesus have just walked like he had, I mean, most of the time? Jesus was fulfilling a prophecy with the donkey. He was fulfilling his father's will. In Zechariah chapter 9, it is foretold to Israel. Now, listen to this. In Zechariah chapter 9, it is foretold to Israel that their king would come, righteous and victorious, lowly, and riding on the colt of a donkey. Jesus needed it to fulfill God's will. That's exactly what I want him to say about me. If he set me free and I belong to him, I don't want it to stop there. I know Jesus doesn't need me, but I want him to say he does. I want him to find some skill, ability, passion, talent. A resource that I have I want him to find some usefulness in me and use it at his discretion if it's that I can carry him on my back I want that to be what it is I want him to use me I want him to search me and find the best pieces of me whatever he can find in me that's good I want him to take it and I want him to use it for his glory I got three more, y'all still awake? number four I want to take Jesus to people. That's what I want to do. Verse 35 says, So they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it for him to ride on. As he rode along, the crowd spread out their garments on the road ahead of him. The, The donkey had a job. Okay? And the donkey's job was to take Jesus into Jerusalem, to take Jesus to the people. He made Jesus visible to people. He stood out. Riding on the donkey among the crowd. That was the donkey's job. I want to do that. I want to take Jesus to people. Wherever they are, whatever shape they're in, I want to make him visible. And when people look my direction, I want them to see him first. You hear me? I don't just want them to see him first. I want them to see how high I've raised him. And I want them to see that I have placed him above myself. I want them to see that he is my master and that he controls my life and my path. I want them to see Jesus and I want them to experience him. But then, number five, I want people to get excited when they see Jesus. That's what I want. When they hit the headed down the road, a man, all, of his, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. It was a spectacular entrance, okay? And uh, the people were praising God because this just this triumphant. In the Bible, a lot of times in the, in the bowl was the triumphant entry. They began to shout and sing, and this is what I noticed. This little donkey was a part of that. He was a part of that entrance. Now, I don't know how, I, I don't know, maybe he was prancing Maybe it was him. Hold, he was holding his head up high and proud. I don't know, okay? But I'm telling you, he was a part of it. The way he was presenting Jesus, Jesus to the people was a part of what happened there when everyone began to sing and shout his praises, and that is exactly what I want. That's how I want to present Jesus. When I bring Jesus to people, I want to do it in such a spectacular way and with such enthusiasm that before people even know it, they are praising him alongside me. That's what I want. I want to share his goodness with people where they see his love, they see his kindness, they see his generosity. I want to speak uh, with, with such passion about his transforming power that people go, man, I would like to have some of that. And before they know it, they're swept up in the excitement about him. More than anything, I want others to want to belong to him because of how I carry Are you hearing me? I want others to go, man, I want to belong to him. Number six. I want to be a reminder of why he came. That's what I want to be. I want to be a reminder of why he came. In Zechariah, again, it says lowly. The the prophecy... It says, lowly, riding on the colt of a donkey. Historically, guys, there's a reason that Jesus and, the, and they didn't choose, that God didn't choose a stallion. Okay? Let me, a, a stallion, something, a stallion with a armor and war paint on. There's a reason they didn't choose that. Oftentimes, when the kings would travel and they would go from one kingdom to the next, what they rode was very significant. If a king came and he was riding on a donkey... Most of the time it meant that they were, he was coming uh, in peace. or it, mean, it always meant he was coming in peace. He was coming as a friend. He was coming to help. That's what it meant. If they came on a horse and he had armor on, he was coming to fight. He was coming to conquer. He was coming for business. This donkey was a walking reminder of the humility of Christ. The donkey was a reminder that this king came in peace. That this king came to hell. He came as a friend. That's what I want to be. That's what I want to be. I want to live my life in such a way that I am a constant reminder That Jesus came to save people. I want them to see me and all of my flaws. And all of just me being me. And go, man if Jesus can save that guy. I know he'll save me. That's what I want to be. I want to be a reminder. That this king came to bring peace in the turmoil. Love to the unloved. Joy to the broken. That's what I want to be. I want to be the donkey. Now I got a question. Is that what you want? Listen to me now. Is that what you want? Do you want to be untied? You really want that? You want to be cut loose from whatever it is that's been holding you down, holding you back? Do you want to belong to Him? And I don't don't mean, I mean belong to him. He is your master. You go where he says, you do what he says. Is that what you want? Do you want to be used by him? Really? Whatever is yours, whatever is good in you, whatever belongs to you, all of a sudden it's his, and he can use it how he sees fit. Is that what you really want? Do you want to take Jesus to people? Do you want to bring him forth? in the forefront of your life where you say look at him hey i'm tim but look at him do you want to live your life like that every day i'm telling you i've been I, this is i've been wrestling with this all week or weeks You want to do it in such a way that people can't help but get excited because of how you talk about him? and be one of those christians that's like a christian or do you want to be one of those christians that's like i am? shit it's the greatest thing you could ever do it's the best thing you could ever have there's nothing better than this is that what you want do you want to be a reminder of why he came Is that the life you want to live? If you would, everybody bow your heads and close your eyes. Do you want to be the donkey? Is that what you want? I'm going to ask you to do me a favor right here. I'm going to ask you to ask yourself that question honestly. I'll tell you what, I know some of you are. One thing about it, you know one when you see one. telling you I'm going to give you an opportunity this morning if there is something right now and it has been holding you back you have been tied down by it, I'm going to ask you to come up here and pray for that constantly over the last, last week or two here I've been finding myself praying for God to cut me loose of some stuff And I want to give you that opportunity to come up here to this altar. It's open right now. to Come up here, hit your knees, and ask God to cut you loose. Maybe you're right here right now, and you know that you've been answering to a lot of different things. You've been allowing some other things in your life to rule over you. You've been allowing other things to guide your path. I'm going to tell you right now, you can come up to this altar. It's open for you. You don't need another master. You need one master. All his, if you want to. Here this morning, you want to be used by him. You want him to come into your life. You want him to use you in a way greater than he's ever used you before. I'm going to tell you the altar's open. You can come up here and pray. I'm going to say this right here. I know there's some people here right now and taking Jesus to people is just the scariest thing in the world to you you don't know what to say you don't know how to say it I'll tell you if you struggle with that come up here and pray you can do it you can live in it Some of us just need to thank him for saving us this morning. Thank him for the work he's done in us. I'm telling you this. I want us to wear it on our sleeve every day. Like a badge of honor that we're one of the ones who've been saved. We saw the king coming. Pray for you. Father, I thank you so much for each and every person that's here this morning. I thank you for the work you've been doing in my heart. And Lord, just continue to draw me into you and draw me closer to you. But God, for those that are up at this altar and those that are still in their seats, God, I know this. This is a great church and it's full of great people. And I can think of person after person in here, God, that I believe loves you and lives for you. But Lord. we lift you the more we show you off the more lives that are going to be changed the more people are going to come to know you if we do our part the donkey's part that we live for you we submit to you we serve Father, I pray that for each person here. Cut them loose from what binds them. Bring them in to you. Give us the courage to share you. And let our lives be a shining example of who you are. It's in Jesus' name and everyone says, amen. If you want to be the donkey, I want to challenge you something this week. This is a good week to do that. Do me a favor. Take Jesus to them, please. Take him to them. Bring them here. Don't let anything run your life this week. Don't you dare be held back. Let's let Jesus work. Thank you so much for being here. I love you, and we'll see you Easter Sunday.